I'm Jeffrey Brown, and you're listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. M, row, whatever, seat, whatever. Congratulations, you won the grand prize. And they're looking around, they're like, oh, where is it? Is it, is it, oh, it's you. And this person stands up and they bring them up on stage and it's Stanley. So now our question is, this is like 40 minutes into the presentation. So like, has Stan Lee just been sitting in the audience for 40 <laughs> minutes and nobody knew he was sitting there? <laughs> He's just sitting beside people. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Another great week, another great episode, and Jamie is back from D23. How you doing, I am, Jamie? I, I'm, I'm good. It, it's a um, couple weeks ago now, but we extended our trip and we're just back now. And, um, and I wanted to talk about it. And before we get into it, uh, we know all of the podcasts in the world are talking about, all the Disney ones anyway are talking about D23. So we've talked about it and we're going to we're going to do we're going to hopefully going to touch on some things that maybe the others haven't. Uh, and I can guarantee you, Jamie's perspective is not going to be the same as other people's as well. Yeah, so. that I mean, the hard part and I would imagine I've never covered something like San Diego as press um, or had any sort of access like that. But the hard part about those shows and if you feel like you're there in a press or media capacity, it's. You know, you want to be the one to break the news. Or you want to be in the panel. You you want to get the the tweet and the post post out there first, but it's impossible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was sitting in some of those big panels, and I had my phone in my hand, and like by the time I could just put, I wasn't even putting pictures or anything out. Like I just put like <laughs> one sentence into my iPhone, into my into my into Twitter. And I was nowhere even near being the first person, no. you know, it's just like, I, I don't know how people do it, but it's, it's kind of like a losing battle. So yeah. I, after like the first half of the first day, I just kind of gave up on that. Um, and even now, like going back and I'm, I'm putting up some, some articles about, about the expo, it's kind of pointless to talk about all of the quote unquote news that came out or that was announced because an hour after it was announced, people are already tired of it because everybody's right. been posting and talking and tweeting and, and doing whatever about it. Um, but there was so much more to the expo than those big announcements. And that's sort of what I've been focusing on. And that's great because all we heard about, honestly, from I'm my perspective, I didn't go. So everything I heard about was all just on Twitter and it was all the news. And, you know, I saw the tweets here and there of people's experiences, but it was mostly... You know, this is the breaking news. Johnny Depp is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all the big stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I mean, there were those moments. I was, you know, the Friday morning um, was the big Disney Legends ceremony. Right. Um, and I was there. I was in that panel. Um, and that was the big thing. You know, like George Lucas was the, there were eight inductees that were announced. And George Lucas was the last one. Um, and of course, he got this, you know, huge reception. Everybody was cheering and. You know, he gave his speech and um, and and that was it. He walked off and Iger was left on stage and he said something, you know, something cute like, wow. But if there's one thing I know about a D23 audience is that you love a surprise. And then the the spotlight went off and the and the video screen went back on. And like they had these little intro videos for all of the inductees. And it was a another intro video. And it was kind of like... Um, the, you know, just weird pick. You couldn't really tell what it was at first. And then you heard Captain Jack Sparrow and the place went nuts. And uh, what it was, was that Johnny Depp was being inducted as like a surprise ninth inductee Disney legend. Right. Um, so he was there, he came out. Um, it, it was funny because he, you know, he totally played it down. He was like, oh, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what this <laughs> is. Um, 
I'm not even but, a big actor. I don't even. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then apparently the next day at the, the live action um, panel, he came back out dressed like Jack Sparrow. Like oh, was, no way. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he came out in full costume for that. Um, but so, I mean, there were moments like that that were cool. And, you know, of course, that then became the thing that everybody needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I didn't even really try to stay on top of breaking right. news. It was, it, you're, you're, you're one voice of a million on Twitter, <laughs> or on Facebook, or wherever it is that you're posting, and nobody's going to listen to you. And they're going to, they're, you know, I, and it was funny because you see all, I saw all these tweets and posts and the ones that had all of the retweets or all the comments were either either the like the official Disney or Star Wars feeds or the people who have like 100,000 followers you know right. like nope nobody's looking to me for their for their breaking news about D23 nobody's looking to the guy from you know Kotaku or io9 right. you know well, it's like out of habit for me too when i see a disney blog break something but it's just something from disney parks that they've already posted Generally, I go right to the source and read that article and then share that. It's just my, that's just a habit that I've formed, right? Well, and it's, it's (laughs) smarter. Well, I don't know. In some respects, it's smart to do that because the official source is just going to basically be giving you the press release, which is all of the official information that's released. And other sites like fan sites or, or blogs or whatnot, they're either going to put their own twist on that press release or then, or they're going to like theorize about what really is happening. Right. all of that is hearsay. They're just making that up most of the time. <laughs> so for people that weren't there, why don't you take us through the show floor? I didn't see a whole lot of stuff about, I saw a little bit of tweets here and there, but most of the, of the D23 tweets I did see were just news. So maybe take us through some highlights that you found when you were walking around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what I'll do, I'll, t- I'll just talk about some of the highlights of the floor, and then we can sort of back up after that. I want to talk about sort of the experience of being there and what it entailed. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there were, the, the floor was huge. I should have the numbers in front of me, but you can look it up if you really want to know, like <laughs> how many how much square footage and how many exhibitors there were. Um, it was it was a lot of stores. It was I mean, so now D23 Expo is also different from other comic cons and conventions you know something like san diego because this is entirely one company it's it's company run company sponsored everything there is disney Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing there that's not disney there's no there's no vendor there that hasn't been vetted by disney and approved to be there so you're not going to find some dealer in the back corner selling like (laughs) princess porn or something you know or or like you know like unofficial you know like song of the south bootleg dvds you're not going to find those there because they won't be invited back or they'll be kicked off the floor. Right. So there were those third-party vendors selling stuff, and most of that stuff were pins. Um, I am not a pins guy. I'm not a pins collector. Okay. I've never seen the appeal of of people who have these collections of thousands and thousands of pins. Um, so most of like the third-party dealers, and they really were um, relegated to like the back corner and the back gotcha. wall. Um they were selling a lot of pins, some some older merchandise, some art, things like that. Um, but by and large, the majority of the show floor was um, huge exhibits from various branches of of Disney. So, um, kind of center of it all was Disney Interactive. So there was a huge Disney Infinity presence. Presence. Mm-hmm. There was a huge Battlefront presence. They had lots of machines going. Everybody could you could play Infinity Three. You could you know no way. Yeah, you could play certain stages of Battlefront. Obviously, not the whole game. Um, they had some photo ops and things like that. Um, they had a re- the the interactive exhibit had some really cool um, Infinity prototypes. They had a lot of like concept sketches and artwork from when they were designing the figures. So they had a lot of that artwork up. Um, but then they had a lot of like the the prototype figures, so like right. the unpainted original models from when okay. they were first first roughing them out. So part of that that floor space for Disney Interactive felt more of like a, a Disney Infinity um, right. uh, like museum exhibit. So that that was pretty cool. Um, if you listen to our episode with um, Becky Klein, the director of the Walt Disney Archives, the Disneyland exhibit. That, that was there was phenomenal. It was really, really good. Um, there was always a line to get in. Um, 
and I'll, I'll come back to the lines, but that line was worth it. I waited mm, 45 minutes to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, really cool. I took a lot of pictures. They had a lot of cool stuff in there and it really did feel like a museum exhibit. It wasn't just stuff sitting there. They had text panels to explain what everything right. was, and put it into context. Um, so there were some photographs, some costumes. Um, they had some big props, um, I know uh, Becky had mentioned the prototype Alice in Wonderland ride vehicle that was there. Okay. They had the old Yeti from the Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland that okay. was just removed. That was there. They had some original, um, like Captain Rex from the original Star Tours was there. Um, what are the other big things? They had a um, some some animatronics and one of the ride vehicles from Peter Pan. Um, Lots of things, um, and I'll I'll try to put up some pictures with this too. But I'm I'm gonna also do a dedicated post on Geek Dad about that exhibit. So that was really cool. That was really worth it. And they also had some um, some video um, montages and, and segments that you could sit and watch and um, about you know the history of of Disneyland. So that was really cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that they didn't do it. Uh, they didn't do it like they just didn't throw it in a hallway in a back. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. And she said, apparently, <laughs> I don't know how they've done it in years past, but she said this was the first year that they were on the show floor. Right. And so, I mean, you could walk by and just kind of like peek in. I mean, there was no, there weren't walls or anything. Okay. There was just like, oh, there was the rope surrounding it. Right. So you couldn't get a close view of, of many of the things, but like you could obviously see like the Yeti and things yeah. like that that were big. Um, but you, you'd want to have waited in line to get an up close oh, view. Of course. Of, most of the things that were in that exhibit it was really cool um some of the other really cool exhibits um so like walt disney archive uh, not archives walt disney animation and pixar had big booths um like they they had a stage in there so they had different people talking throughout the weekend about you know different animators would come up or different people who worked at the companies would just talk about the development process or what they do so you know if you couldn't make it into one of the big panels you could at least still right. hear from somebody talking about what it is that they did they had giveaways random giveaways throughout the weekend if you just happened to be there at the right time you got a ticket and they gave you something that's like their year of a million dreams hey yeah it's like oh, right. yeah you they had, they were giving away these Pixar balls, okay. you know, those yellow with yep. the red star. Like, so they were giving those away. They were just plas- little plastic balls. <laughs> people were going nuts for them. They gave them away on Saturday, I think. And they, they, people were going nuts. And by the time I found out where they were coming from and I got over there, they had just run out. But take a look on eBay. They're going for like $150. No way. For a little Come plastic on. ball that's the size of like a mini basketball. Like, and at, I mean, they're cool, but they're not one hundred and fifty dollars cool. You know, and at Pixar uh, in San Francisco, they probably just have them everywhere. There's probably a ball. They probably pit. do. I mean, they, I mean, and on Saturday afternoon, whenever when it was that they were handing them out, it seemed like every other person had one. Like there were thousands of them around. Right. Um, people were clutching them like of like course, it was the first yeah. they, like it was their firstborn. Nobody was letting go of them. <laughs> um, so that was funny. Um, and in that same area, they had. Um, I guess it would be from feature animation. They probably had, I think all three of those were together, but they had uh, the exhibits, the exhibits, the costumes from The Force Awakens. Right. Uh, so they had Ray and Finn and BB 8 and the new First Order Stormtroopers. All those costumes were there. Kylo Ren was there. So they had all these costumes. And again, it was set up like a museum exhibit. So that was really cool to see those. Um, and I'm assuming that those are the real things. I don't know if they were actually like, actor worn on screen costumes right. but they looked legit like they looked yep. like the ones that we saw in the trailers um they had some photo op things along that wall they had and then so i know i'm, I'm talking i can see it all in my head and anybody listening who hasn't been there has no idea where any of this stuff is yeah. but they, i mean these these booths were huge right. um they just kept going and going um they had a huge exhibit for um the walt disney imagineering exhibit was entirely about Shanghai Disneyland. Okay. Um, which was really, really cool. Um, and it was it was huge. So you could have spent just like a couple hours in there easy just looking at everything and reading all the panels. But what they did is they, they had different sections of the booth um, or the, the space. It wasn't a booth. They had the space. They had different sections of the space dedicated to the different lands of the park. So they had all of the signage in, you know, in English and Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a lot of the concept art and, and illustrations for what it will look like. 
when available, they had some photographs. They had a lot of models and maquettes. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen the illustration for the, um, I can't remember the name of the exact ride, but it's the it's the the rapids ride where you sit in the big boat. And there's an illustration of this really enormous like alligator-like dragon thing that's just looming over the boat. And it's like 20 times the size of, of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had a maquette there of it. Um, which is just, if you don't know what a maquette is, it's basically just a model um, that the designers will make before right. they build out the entire full-size statue. Um, but they had the maquette there um, with like a little paper cutout of a person for scale. And yeah, this dragon thing is going to be enormous. Wow. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was it was super impressive. So they had a lot of the, these models there. They had a model of the um, the Tron, the new Tron ride. Okay, the light yeah, cycle. yeah. They said that's going to be the fastest uh, ride on any Disney any property. Parts. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They had a, a, um, a model of the ride vehicle, and it really is. It's just a motorcycle you're going to sit on. Oh, no way. Cool. So, I mean, that, and again, I'm going to focus a little bit more. I took hundreds of pictures in there right. because they focused not only on all the lands of the park, but then they also focused on um, the shopping and the hotels that will be there. There's a Toy Story hotel. There's a more traditional Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a lot of a lot of information there about that. And of course, it was all designed to feel like you were in this, you know, like mm-hmm. ancient Chinese temple or village. Right. Um, so that that's cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, I wish I- now when that opens, I'm assuming you guys are probably going to take the voyage over at some point. And go We've there. been thinking about it. Um, yeah, and if if you don't know, um, I used to live in Shanghai. Yeah, I um, should have mentioned that. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> of course Jamie's going to go to China. Of course, it's just an easy <laughs> yeah. jaunt for me. Um, yeah, we took the kids two years ago back to China, um, and we've been toying with the idea of going again um, either next year or the year after. Um, it's just that I know the crowds are going to be so right. insane yeah. First, first year in um, I mean, I'd like to see it, but I don't know if I really want to battle those crowds. We we actually ended up, we didn't plan on it, but we went to Hong Kong Disneyland its opening year, just like a few months after it had opened. But right. that place was desolate. Like yeah. there was nobody there. Oh, no way. Um, and so I'm imagining it's going to be quite the opposite for Shanghai. If I live there now or if I live there when it opens, I would probably bite the bullet and buy a, a, a season pass. Yeah. But no, unfortunately, I don't live there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so... <laughs> I would like to get there eventually, um, sooner rather than later, but that remains to be seen. Cool. So, what else? Uh, yeah, there was a big, well, not a big exhibit, but there was, um, a thing about pan, the, the avatar, the world mm-hmm. of Pandora, I think is the official name for that's coming to animal kingdom. Um, that was sort of like, that one was enclosed within right. like three walls. Um, you had to wait in a line and then go in and you had to watch, you watch this video and then you go around and it's just like this, this big model layout of mm-hmm. what the entire land is going to look like. Um, it looks impressive. It looks really cool. It's a lot of trees. It's a lot of green. It looks like there's a lot of just like meandering, wandering paths. And that's what they kept stressing that there's really only two rides, two okay. attractions going to be in that land. Um, but they kept stressing that, you know, just sort of, wandering through it is an attraction in itself right and i'm not sure if that's just their pr line because they only have two attractions and they <laughs> they have to say something but from what i've seen from all the artwork and from that model it really does look like it's someplace that you're just going to get lost in and just want to explore right well i mean the pictures it makes it it makes it look beautiful yeah i have no interest in avatar the no me the either film. i agree I me either. seeing two three four however many he's working on i really didn't like the first one yep. but i'm really fascinated by what this land what this new land is going to look yep, like yeah that's the exact same and i like that they're going to be keeping animal kingdom open longer and yeah you know we'll see how yeah they're getting it. they're getting a new a new show um, and I'm sort of jumping around at this point but at the parks and resorts panel that I went to Joe Rody came out and talked a little bit about that show and didn't give a whole lot of details about what it is it, it sounds like it's going to be very different it's not just like world of color rethemed right um, sounds like it's going to be very different and he actually said you know when you sit down and watch it for the first time like the first 10 minutes because it, it, it starts off very slow like just some boats come out onto the water and it's, really dimly lit with like candlelight and he's he said you're gonna sit there and you're gonna think 
What? This is it? <laughs> what this? is this? Really? Yeah, yeah he's going to be, you're going to be really underwhelmed, but then it just slowly builds and builds and builds until the end. And, you know, and then it's just like when it climaxes, it's just going to be like this really impressive show. Um, and I have faith in him. I think that guy can deliver. So. Yeah. Definitely. So some big news. I guess we're not going to really talk about the news. Um, no, I mean, the news is, is what it, it, it was very <laughs> strange. Um, like, so Saturday morning was the big panel that everybody tried to get into because right. it was the live action panel. So yeah. that's where they talked Marvel and Star Wars and live action remakes and, and everything. So everybody wanted to be there. Um, but it was also where, curiously, Bob Iger decided to announce Star Wars lands coming to the right. parks. Why didn't they save that for the parks exhibit? So, but and that the parks the parks panel was Saturday afternoon, so it wasn't even like it was the next day. It was just a few hours right. later. So by the time the parks panel started, and I was in my seat waiting for it to go, the big reveal that everybody was waiting for had already been broken a few hours earlier in a completely separate and unrelated panel. Um, and so it was very strange. Like, so at the at the live action panel, they announced Star Wars Land. And then at the parks panel, Stan Lee came out. It was like, it, it seems reversed to me. Maybe they walked him from backstage. Oh, uh, which one am I at? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of made sense. They were talking about the new Iron Man attraction coming to Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, and so they were supposed to have this whole interplay between Stan Lee and this Iron Man. It wasn't Robert Downey Jr. They, they, they tricked everybody. It was a very awkward, awkward section. <laughs> Like, so this guy, this one of the Imagineers who is in charge of or or has a heavy role to play in the um, Iron Man attraction, it was like he started off talking about it. And he's like, oh, but you don't want to sit up here and listen to me. You need to hear this from the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce. And the crowd went crazy because they thought it was Robert Downey Jr. coming out. Of course, yeah. He's like, welcome to the stage. Iron Man and everybody goes nuts and nothing and nothing happens right and so then this guy goes oh um that's awkward and you can tell it's part of a bit you right. know, like you nobody was gonna come out he's like oh that's awkward well I guess I'll just keep going then and you could hear everybody in the audience just kind of go oh <laughs> like it was like it was like just the, he deflated the entire audience why do that Exactly. And that, we were all talking to our, you know, like I was sitting in the media section, but I'm, I would imagine everybody, wherever you were sitting, was having that exact same conversation. Like, why would you do this? You know? And so he goes on, talks more about it. And then he said something like at one point he goes, OK, I, I think now is the time, ladies and gentlemen, Iron Man. Oh, come on. And, it, and at this point, it's like half the audience kind of is excited. Yeah. And the other half is just like clapping like, yeah, whatever. And again, nothing happened. And so he's standing up there like, oh, hmm, I'm really sorry, folks. And then another guy comes out from behind stage. And this is all part of their bit. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, whatever his name is. I have a message here from Pepper Potts. She says that Iron Man is held up, but he's, he's on his way. And we should, we should stall for time. And at this point, the entire audience is like, can we just move on, please? Because this yeah. is already painful enough. And so they say, okay, well... How about we give away a grand prize? And so some fools in the audience thought that this was real. So they're like, oh, yeah, grand prize. <laughs> and so they say, okay, well, section M, row, whatever, seat, whatever. Congratulations, you've won the grand prize. And they're looking around. They're like, oh, where is it? Is it? Is it? Oh, it's you. And this person stands up and they bring them up on stage and it's Stanley. So now our question is, this is like, 40 minutes into the presentation. So like has Stan Lee just been sitting in the audience for 40 <laughs> minutes and nobody knew he was sitting there. <laughs> He's just sitting beside people randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring Stan Lee up and like dude is like 90 years old. Like right. I love him, but he, He's 90 years old, and you have to understand that he may not be able to play along with your stupid little bit that you've right. got for 8,000 people. So finally, the Iron Man suit comes out. Like they have this big, like, like light and smoke, and Iron Man emerges, and it's Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, but it's a recording. He's not actually in the suit. Right. But the recording apparently is timed. It's not somebody pushing a button. <laughs> so Iron Man says something to Stan Lee. 
Stanley misses his cue and doesn't say anything back. So there's silence. And then Iron Man replies, oh, right, I like what you're saying, or something like that. So now it's Iron Man talking to nobody because Stan Lee missed his cue, right? Yeah. And so you can hear the other people on stage going, hey, Stan, man, he's talking to you. I think yeah. So then Stan walks over to Iron Man and does his entire, he must have had it memorized. Right. And he does his entire thing at the same time as Iron Man talking. So now Iron Man and Stan Lee are talking at the same time Nobody can understand what's happening, and it is the most awkward, painful thing to watch. Nobody talked about this. No, apparently there were not rehearsals. (laughs) Like I haven't. I I feel bad making fun because he's he is elderly, and I understand he cannot hear very well. And I I know for a fact he can't hear very well because one of the other Geek Dad writers actually got to interview him over the phone. Okay, and. When you talk to him on the phone, you essentially have to scream at him because he can't hear what you're saying. Right. Which is natural when you get that old. Yeah. Don't put him on stage in front of 8,000 people and expect him to to hit his cue, you know? So that was incredibly awkward. Um, (laughs) But so as far as I can remember out of that panel, there weren't... Oh, I guess we got Toy Story Land. That was the big announcement. So we, 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 got the, we got really no new information about Star Wars. Uh, we got some, some concept sketches and some reveals about what the land may look like. Um, but they didn't give dates. They didn't give attractions. Um, they didn't do anything like that. Um, they announced Toy Story Land coming to Hollywood Studios. They did not announce a new name for Hollywood Studios. Um, it was all a little bit underwhelming. Um, they, uh, and the fact that I can't remember what the big news was, is, <laughs> I don't think that there really was much more big news than that. No, I think that um, was uh, what came out of it that I saw. Yeah, I mean, they did talk a little bit about Paris, a little bit about Tokyo, right. a little bit about Hong Kong, but there were no big, big new new reveals. It was just like, oh, Iron Man is still coming, and World of Color is new at, at California Adventure, which is fin- unbelievable, by the right. way. I I had never seen the old one, and I didn't really quite realize that a new one had just been unveiled. Right. But so of all six domestic parks, and yes, I know only four or five of them really have a nighttime show. Um, that is like hands down by far the best show. It cool. was just it was really really good. I can't. I've never been to Disneyland, so I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um. Yeah. So you know. I mean, again, those panels, though, are sort of about the big news and about big reveals. Mm -hmm. Um, The interactive panel I was at talked, you know, it was um, they talked a lot about Infinity. So we you know they they did reveal there were three new figures coming to Mm -hmm. 3.0 hadn't announced before. It's the little I don't know their character names. It's the little kid from Good Dinosaur. And then it's the rabbit and the fox from Zootopia. They did announce the result like like the week before D23, there was a toy box summit, which was sort of like a invited guests that are really into the toy box designing. Um, But apparently they have something there like they all vote and whoever, whatever character gets the most votes, they actually turn into a figure. Okay. Yeah. So so Peter Pan won. So Peter Pan is coming as a figure next year. Um, Man, I was really pushing for Darkwing Duck. uh, Everybody was pushing for Darkwing. I don't know why. (laughs) I thought Darkwing was going to be one of those last three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were some, there were some reveals about um, Kingdom Hearts, which I don't play. So Big Hero 6 is going to be an entire world in Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, the ultimate re- unlock for um, Infinity 3.0, which is if you buy every character and, right. uh, in, and like, open, the, open up every character every figure in the game you get a special prize gotcha. um, so the first game it was a lightsaber the second game was a land speeder and this third game it's going to be the keyblade which is from kingdom hearts okay did they talk about the cruise ship one in that yeah they just showed some pictures they said that right. there's going to be some cruise ship integration with with the toy box um right. they just showed what the ships looked like i don't really understand how it's going to work but i think it you get a band when you're on a cruise like a equivalent of a magic band or something and you put it on oh, okay. disney infinity and it unlocks it. oh yeah something like that yeah. because if you use your magic band 
from Disney World and yes. Infinity, you do get something special. You get like so the dragon, they, the dragon yeah. that they had. So that's how the if you get the band from the cruise ship and put it on the game, then you yeah. get a cruise ship or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all we have to say about that. That's, that's all I have to yeah, say. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, so like my biggest takeaways. So I have to say, I have to explain. I was there as press, which comes with some big perks. The biggest perk is that I don't need to wait in line (laughs) (laughs) to get in. Um, So Friday morning, I walked over and there, yes, there were already people sleeping there from Thursday night. Wow. Um, But I got there. Let's see. So the doors opened at, I can't remember now, nine or 10. I got there at like 730. Mm hmm. And the lines were a god awful mess. So <laughs> whether or not you've been to the Anaheim Convention Center is doesn't matter. So it wrapped basically around the building, out the out to the street, and then like turned on itself two or three times. And I was just kind of walking through these lines to get to the front door. And I don't honestly, I don't know how anybody knew what line they were in. Right. Because like there were lines for general admission. There was a line if you were a silver or gold member. There was a line if you were had bought the sorcerer packet. There was a line that if you just wanted to get to Hall D23. I mean, there were all different kinds of lines and none of them were marked and they were all just kind of crossing each other and people were standing everywhere. And I have no idea how anybody knew <laughs> where they were supposed to be. And I just walked and, and later I heard from people on Twitter and stuff that they were standing in line for hours. Yeah. And once the doors finally opened, More, some people longer. just said, yeah, but some people who just had general admission tickets just walked in a door and they were scanned and let right in. Oh, wow. like they didn't okay. wait. They didn't wait in any lines. And the people who were scanning the badges didn't like turn them around or send them back or anything. They just scanned them and let them in. Okay. So there was all, there were a lot of complaints about the handling of the lines. Um, I actually heard, now, I don't know how who those who the people are wearing the staff shirts. I right. don't know if it might be the convention center itself. It could be it. convention center. It could be just be like volunteers that they pay or not for pay, but you know people that yeah. they bring in for the uh, for the event. But I actually heard somebody. I, this woman must have been asking, you know, like how do these lines work? Where am I supposed to go? And he actually told her, I don't know how these lines work. They're different from how they do it at WonderCon. <laughs> WonderCon is a big convent comic con. Yeah, that's and also they, they had VidCon there too a few weeks ago. Yeah, but that's not if you're if you're wearing a staff T-shirt, yeah. you don't tell somebody I don't know how yeah. these lines work because it's different from some completely unrelated <laughs> event that I've worked I happen to have worked at before. Um, yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. People, I mean, so if the doors opened at ten, like eleven thirty, there was still a line out the door. People uh-huh. hadn't even made it inside yet. Um, it, it was crazy. So having the press badge <laughs> meant I could just walk right in. So how bad, was, did, how bad did you feel? <laughs> I, I felt guilty, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I so mean, you, I was you even, work for your media credentials. Right? So. <laughs> I was let onto the floor before anybody else. Oh, too. That's so awesome. if I, so the way it worked was that if you had a silver or gold, membership yeah you were allowed in at nine o'clock okay general admission was allowed in at 10 o'clock i was allowed in before nine okay so it was like 8 30 or something i was allowed so you in. went so in I, and scooped up all the limited I, editions no they weren't giving anything out i couldn't do anything i could just walk around and have free reign at the place right. like there were no crowds there was no lines i couldn't i couldn't actually like i couldn't have gone into that disneyland exhibit or i couldn't right. have gotten freebie stuff they weren't doing anything it was just you know people who were working all the booths getting set up and everything but it was cool to be there when no when the crowds yeah. were there, because at nine o'clock the place filled up, and that mm-hmm. was just with silver and gold members. So, um, lines, lines, and more lines. <laughs> so basically, if you want to know what D twenty three Expo is in a nutshell, it's lines, it's merchandise, it's lines to wait to buy merchandise, it's a line to wait to get a ticket so you can wait in another line to go buy merchandise or go see a panel. It's like everywhere you turned was a line to wait in. And as far as I could tell, none of them were worth waiting in. (laughs) 
the most people and, and, and most people who were there camping out or head of the line raced right in and they got into one of the lines for the Disney stores where you could buy the limited edition merchandise. Right. Now, again, I did my homework. Was there anything there I wanted to buy? And the answer was a big fat no. Right. So most of the limited edition merchandise was either pins, dolls from like Once Upon a Time or something like that, or it was tsum-tsums. All three of those I couldn't care less about. Right. Um, so, but these people were going nuts for them. I mean, people would wait in line outside for hours and hours. Wow. And then they'd finally get inside and then they'd go wait in a line for another hour, two hours to get a ticket. To then go back at a certain time and, and wait, wait in another again. line to go buy something for like $200 that they're just going to go home and sell on eBay. Right. And I talked to a lot of people about this. And this was, this is a major actually a major point of conversation was the, the eBay flippers who were there whose yes. sole purpose was there to buy stuff and then sell, flip it on eBay. And it was a, kind of like an even 50-50 split with 50% saying why even bother? What's the point? That's, you know, you don't care about it. Just let other people who want the stuff do it. Right. And then the other half are like, well, it's like a business to them. You, you, you sell one or two things. You just paid for your trip. It's like, yeah, but you've paid for your trip to stand in line. They're not doing anything else. <laughs> it's not like, oh, now I've waited 18 hours in line to buy this Barbie doll. Now I get to go and go enjoy D23. No, because <laughs> they're just waiting in line that entire right. time to to really, I mean, to make a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's just, that's way too much like work to me. Yeah. If I'm going to go to the trouble, if I'm not local and I'm going to go to the trouble to fly to Anaheim, stay in a hotel, wait in those lines, I want to enjoy myself. Exactly. You know, I mean, why, why go to all that trouble, wait in line, sleep on the ground overnight, wait in a line, fight with people, buy this thing for $200 and then sell it for three or 400 it probably would have been easier to just walk around and steal Pixar balls from people. It probably would have been. <laughs> just trip them and grab their ball and yeah. run. <laughs> get about get about 20 of them. You got your trip paid for. <laughs> so, you know, it was about sat I went I went Friday all day, Saturday all day and then Sunday morning. Um and uh I came to the conclusion probably Saturday morning when I realized that the the lines to get mm -hmm. in on Friday morning were not a fluke. That was just, that was the norm. Yeah. I realized that if I didn't have a press pass, now that I know what it's like. Right. I would never go. Right. I would never go. So in two years, if it comes back and I, for some reason, don't get a press pass or whatever, there's no chance in HE double hockey sticks <laughs> that I will go because you're waiting in line. And especially if you're just a general admission, mm -hmm. you don't have like one of the more expensive memberships to D23. You're not getting in until 10, which right. means an entire hour has gone by with all these other people that are in there. And that hour, it's not like a, a, a um, how do I say this? It's not like the exhibitors and everybody inside is like holding stuff back for general admission. Right. They're giving stuff away. You know, the lines are growing. They're giving out freebies. So that first hour, it's not like you're like, oh, well, we're not really missing anything. You are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're missing the line. By the time you get in, if you're going to wait in those lines, your day is done because you're right. just going to be in line today. So just due to the line situation, there's no way I would ever go unless I was able to skip those lines with a press pass. And I, or and I, I think I, I think I agree with like I've I've attended a few things as media um, back when I worked in radio and a photographer. I've gone to events as a photographer and I'm standing there and I'm like, I would not want to be waiting the way these people have to wait to get up to the no. front of something like, no. for example, like a large concert. The people that wait all day to get to the front mm -hmm. of the large concert. And if you don't do that, you're at the very back. And yeah, and I know this is not D23, but. Uh, my wife and I won tickets to Ed Sheeran. We were at the very back and he was yeah. like an ant on the yeah. stage. And if you wanted to see him up close, you would have had to wait all day long. Yeah. And it's just not, I don't know. For me, it's not worth it either. I agree. Yeah, with you. I mean, obviously for many people it is worth yes. it because they wouldn't do it otherwise. And I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like cackling with glee as I skipped <laughs> past the lines, you know, I mean, I felt a little bit of guilt, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not I'm not interested in any of those things that those people right. are waiting for. 
I'm I'm not gonna go. I I wasn't using that press badge to my advantage. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't like there first in line for the for the dream store, or right. for the Disney store, or whatever. I wasn't first in line for the D twenty three hall when I didn't have a, you know, other another access. So, I I wasn't using that to my advantage. Um. So knowing that. I would never wait in those lines just mm-hmm. to kind of wander around the floor like I did this time. Right. No. Now your press pass too, this is a kind of off topic. I saw some press that were there that had, I don't know if you heard this, they had their cell phones taken and put in bags and they weren't allowed I, to take pictures or anything. Was that, and You weren't like that? Is that how it was for you? Not the panels that I went into. That may have happened at the live action one okay. because... Um, but no, because I saw people. I saw pictures come yeah. out of that. And so I think, I'm not sure. Well, they were which, saying that some people had bigger access and some people didn't. I'm not. I'm not really sure how that worked. I in didn't terms know. of press or general? Yeah, and, and the press. Like some of the. Well, maybe they didn't actually have press passes. I don't know. Maybe they were just bloggers that were there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I didn't hear about any panels where you had to surrender your phone because so if, if you it, had the press badge, you actually had access to doing the pictures and. Well, yeah, and panel different panels were different. So, like for example, um, the Disney Legends ceremony, there was no photography or videography in right. the hall, okay, except for press. We yeah. were allowed. So, if we were in, the, if we were seated in the press section with our press badge, we were allowed to just have do whatever it. we wanted <laughs> to have at it. We so I I took video, I took tons of pictures, but everybody else couldn't. But then, like for the Disney Interactive panel, it was fair game. Everybody could do whatever. Okay. Um, but I think, um, for the, um, the live action, so the Star Wars, the Marvel one, I believe everybody, everybody, including media was told no pictures, no video. Okay. I don't think that they had to surrender their phones. Cause that would be kind of hard to do with 8,000 people. Yes. It would. Um, but I uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it, it was, it was fun. I'm glad I went. I had a good time. Um, I I would not go again if I had to wait in those lines if I didn't have a choice. Right. But there was a lot to see. Um, even if you didn't do any panels, even if you didn't have any interest in buying the stuff and waiting in lines, if you did nothing, and that's primarily what I did is I just kind of I wandered the the show floor. Uh, I talked to people. I I took a lot of pictures. I I checked out all the exhibits. Um, got artwork from Floyd Norman. There were, I got artwork <laughs> from Floyd. Um, I got artwork from James Silvani. Um, you know, so it's, if you go, everybody is there with a different objective. Right. And if your objective is to buy stuff, more power to you. Cause you're just going to be standing in line. If your objective is to get into the big panels, you'll get in, but you're going to have to wait a long time in order to guarantee that. Right. But, my objective was just sort of to go and experience it and enjoy it and just kind of see what there was to see. And I had a really good time doing that. Yeah. And that sounds, yeah, I think I would be the same as you. I can't see that I would want to be waiting in lines all day. I'd probably just kind of, yeah. I don't know. It's just my personality too. <laughs> I would go crazy. Well, it's man, Disney's, they're just a bunch of geniuses and they, <laughs> they know how to make money. Yeah. Um, and it's, they, so they allow you in based on your membership because this is <laughs> which the is D23. based on this how much you pay, right? Which is based on how much you pay. And if you're just a general admission, meaning you have like the free membership or you have no membership, um, you can get in at 10 o'clock. You're waiting outside in the, in the heat until then. Yeah. And you have no priority access to anything. Um, if you have a silver or gold membership, and I don't know how much these cost, but, I don't think that they're cheap. You get in at nine o'clock, but even those lines, and I tweeted some of these pictures, even those lines on Saturday morning wrapped around the building. (laughs) So your benefit of gold membership for however much you're paying is that you pay all this money and you still get to wait in a line out in the sun around the building, you know, and then fight with everybody (laughs) to get in at nine (laughs) o'clock. Now, if you bought the sorcerer's package, which word was that it cost $2,000 a ticket, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know when you got in, but they had priority separate lines. So if like when we lined up as press for the big panels, the big halls, right? We we were like outside like a side door. We were all lined up. 
And then there was a second line, which everybody had these sorcerer name badges. And they were let in before press. So they got like super nice, wow. super prime seating. You know, there were never very many of them. Yeah. Um, because it cost $2,000 a ticket. <laughs> um, but yeah, they got to go right in and they get, they get treated like the VIPs. Right. Um, but you're paying for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and even then, I still don't think that those people had priority access to any of like the store lines or anything like that. Okay. Just into um, the just into the halls and just stuff. into the halls, which if that's what you're interested in, it may be worth it. I don't know. If you've got mm-hmm. the money to burn, then why not? Um Yeah. But they know how to make money. And they're <laughs> they're they're doing it hand over fist. And the hype surrounding it was just I mean, I guess I follow a lot of pe- Disney people on Twitter, so but I saw the hype. It was unbelievable. That's all everybody was talking about. And it yes, even that, broke into the traditional media sources. It wasn't just Disney people talking about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I w- wanted to ask you since, I mean, I was there. So mm-hmm. like I, I kind of was tending to to seek out some of that information. Right. And I saw some people talking about the hype, but I was wondering if you were just like sitting at home playing the home version, following along, like how prevalent <laughs> it, was it? It was pretty, it was pretty much everything that I, I mean, to be fair, my feed is full of Disney bloggers, Disney people, you know, Disney moms panelists. So that's probably why. But I did see it in other places besides just my Twitter. Like I saw it in the general trending when the Star Wars news broke. That was everywhere. You know, yeah. all the BuzzFeed, everybody was talking about it. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was definitely hyped up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's different from any other convention I've ever been to only because that it's company owned, you know, yeah. and it's you name it. If it were Disney, they had a present there, you know, but surprisingly, and I looked for them. Maybe I didn't see them. The only Disney something that I didn't see was run Disney. OK, which surprises me because I thought that they would have been there. Yeah. And maybe I just missed them, but I did not see a run Disney booth anywhere. They were probably there. They I mean, must have been there. <laughs> but I walked that floor like 10 times and I didn't see them. And so. there was no people were hoping for a run Disney uh, race announcement or something too, maybe. I'm not sure. No. Maybe I not. mean, the, on, the only big panel that would have been announced in probably would have right. been the Parks and Resorts panel. They didn't weren't okay. even mentioned. Weren't even mentioned. Well, then. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Is so there, that's my recap. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> It's great to hear firsthand of uh, what the experience is like because uh, I'm sitting here at home and the way the hype is, it makes me want to be like, I want to be there. Yeah. And then I see tweets and I'm like, I don't want to be there. <laughs> Unless no, it was if media. You, <laughs> you know? If you just had a general admission ticket, I can't imagine what nightmares you would have had to go through. Not you, anybody. Right, what nightmares right. You would have had to go through just to get in the door and then to do anything. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm better than you because I had a different badge. It's not it at all. It's just I'm trying to put myself in that position. And I don't don't think that it would be fun. I don't think that it would be a good time. So <laughs> I, I guess people's takeaway can be if you want to go in two years, build a website, get it as big as Geek Dad, get your tr- credentials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's your that's good advice. Or you could just, you know, work your way in somewhere. Who knows? I don't know. There's other yeah. ways to do it. I mean, it. I, I toyed with the idea of bringing my daughter. Right. Um, I would have had to buy a ticket for her, obviously. Um, yeah, because there's most Comic-Cons, kids under a certain age are free. Okay. Not, Not no, Disney. They make, no. they make you pay. I think like under two or under yeah. one is free. Like if it's, a, if it's a straight up baby, they'll let you bring that baby in. But if it's a toddler or up, you're paying for it. Um, I can see you. You're wrapping her all up. It's a baby, I swear. <laughs> She's just a big baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. I saw other people there with kids. I think that'd be a I long saw, day for kids. I saw people there with strollers. And there were just so many people in so many tight spaces and you're paying all that money and waiting in all those lines to get in. And then you're there with a kid who just wants to like go to like the kids room and watch Aladdin, yeah. you know? Now granted I did find the kids room cause I wanted to go check it out. Okay. It was not nice. Like there was nobody in there. I walked in, there was one guy in there with his baby, but it was, they had like this little tent set up and Aladdin was being shown and they had all these like pillows and beanbag chairs on the floor and they had little tape, little kid sized tables yeah. with color. And it was, it was like an oasis of calm because there was nobody there and they had ice cold water in the back. Oh, no and it way. was, 
it was just a wonderful place to just go sit and relax for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and nobody knew about it because it was like kind of hidden away in this back room on the second floor. That's awesome. Um, so that's, you know, a hint for a little tip. Go in two years, find the kids fun zone. <laughs> Try to explain yourself if you happen to be a guy just walking around the kids area. Just wandering, yeah. <laughs> creepily staring at kids. I just want the water, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we... Uh, no, I, I probably have forgotten We're done. major things, but no, that, that's it. <laughs> I had a really good time otherwise. We took the, took the, while we were there, we went to Disneyland, we went to California Adventure, um, and uh, we just had a good time. Perfect. So, yeah, I was following your trip a little bit on Twitter. I'm a creeper. And <laughs> it's, it looked like you had a lot of fun, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a good time. I'd never been to Cars Land before at California Adventure, so that was pretty cool to see. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Well, that's Jamie's recap this week. A little late from D23, but he just got home, and it's cool to be able to hear it firsthand if he didn't get a chance to. Um, and I really think that you were probably the only person to mention the little dialogue thing with <laughs> Stanley. Yeah, had you not I, heard that? I really I I had not heard that once. I hadn't seen it anywhere either. I think people just tried to forget about it because it was yeah. so awkward. Uh poor guy. I mean, anyway. I don't I don't really feel bad for him because he's Stanley, but yeah. You know. now, he's still Stan the man. <laughs> yeah. And he's still yeah. I mean, he still walked off with his pride, but it yeah. was it was painful and awkward for those of for the eight thousand of us who had to <laughs> who had to endure it, you know. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for checking us out this week. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we, if you want to find us on Twitter or Facebook, we are the GBB podcast on both platforms. Um, we've had a couple of technical issues in the last week or so, but they're all resolved now. It's all geek dad's fault. All geek dad. We're going to blame it on geek dad, (laughs) but yeah, so we're all good now. So have a listen we're picking up some traction. I saw Adam Bray tweeted us out the other day. He loved our interview with Gary Witta. So that's pretty cool. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we have interviews with the team behind Dino Trucks on Netflix, which is a really great interview. Um, really interesting to hear how they put that series together. And then one, probably the coolest, uh, one of the coolest interviews that we've done. And it's with Floyd Norman, Disney legend, and just, just a fascinating interview. And I can't wait for that to come out for you guys to hear that. So make sure you come back every week to the same geek dad place to find us. I'm Justin Connors. You can find me at 140 Justin C. And I'm Jamie Green. You can find me at the Roarbots. Perfect. Have a great week, guys. (laughs) Bye. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.